On this episode of the Fifth Day State podcast, we continue talking about things Wu flu related. Uh, Rebel Wilson jets into Australia, skipping uh, mandatory quarantine to attend an awards ceremony and a lot more. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Everyone, my name is Cameron Blewett, and here you are. Thank you for joining me on this episode 19 of the Fifth Day State podcast. Now, as mentioned uh, at the intro, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things Wu flu related. Um, and to cap, to cap it off, kick it off. That's it. To kick it off, there we go. To kick it off, uh, here's a little bit of a how long is it? About a one minute clip uh, and interaction between uh, Senator Rennick and. Um, the chair of a Senate Select Committee on COVID-19. Um, have a listen to this. Okay. Senator Rennick, that's been quite the journey. Um, have you no further questions from you? No, I'm fine, thank you. Did you want to withdraw the allegation that we're conducting experiments on Australia's children? No. Right, okay. No, no Australia's or America. I didn't say Australia's children. I said America's children. They're the ones that rolled out after 1,500 in a trial, but anyway, leave right. it at that. Okay, well, maybe you need to talk to a few parents of, who've uh, watched their kids struggle to breathe with COVID to understand the value of a vaccination program. Well, uh, maybe do that. Yeah, Gallagher, well, we'll give me a call. Give me a call, Senator Rennick, and I'll let you know what it's like, and I guarantee I would have done anything to get my kid vaccinated rather than get COVID-19. So, okay, and, and I'm happy to yeah, do that if you're happy good. to meet people who've suffered vaccine injuries. It's probably more useful than some of the websites that you're reposting. Anyway, thank you. Senator Gallagher, it's not uh, becoming of a chair. Well, I don't think it's becoming of a member of the government to run the lines that you've been running in this hearing, and I think it's deadly serious, and you've got responsibilities uh, which you're not observing, to be honest. Uh, now, let's make it clear. Um, everything that the Senator Gallagher there, who is, um, okay, Senator for the ACT. So she was chair of the select committee uh, and she's a manager of opposition business in the Senate. Uh, she is an evil person uh, to have that sort of attitude. Now, let's make it clear. Uh, the Wu flu, according to Victorian stats, two people have died under the age of 19 from the Wu flu. Um, and, you know, speaking from experience, uh, there was, um, oh, you know, I'll admit, I got some bug fucking at, the, at the start of the year. It knocked me for a six. Um, it wasn't the Wu flu. Um, admittedly, I didn't get tested for it. I just stayed home and, and recuperated that way. Um, my son got it and he was... Um, you know, I won't say he was gasping for breath or it was anything fatal, but, you know, he was not in a good way. And for her to get on a little, you know, friggin' moral high horse there and push out this bullshit disinformation uh, is disgusting. And Senator Rennick's right. I mean, it's not becoming of a chair of, of a Senate committee. Uh, you know, kids get sick all the time. You send a kid to school, they're going to get sick. They, I, I think what it's average, they, you know, get sick about 10 times a year. Um, which, you know, if you include the, the time for school holidays, well, they get sick, you know, at least once a month uh, and all that sort of stuff. So 
for these people to get on some little bullshit narrative that people are concerned. Well, yes, okay. You know, no one wants to see their kid get sick, and I'll you know I'll be the first to admit that I don't want to see my son get sick or anything like that. Uh, but you know, it, it's a thing that this is just bullshit disinformation, and it's there to um, create scaremongering and to keep the population living in fear, so they can bring in more draconian measures that only apply to the ones the people that they don't like. Uh, or you know this the you know the, the peasantry class, which is what we all are. Um, two points for that. Uh, who is it? Senator? Um, is it Alex Arctic? Uh, South Australia police escort to uh, armed police escort to go to hotel detention uh, when he uh, flew into South Australia. Um, you know that was done for show. That was done for show to send a message to people who oppose this draconian bullshit that if you don't comply, this is what you're going to get. Now, the other thing is that if you have a look, you know, um, Rebel Wilson flew in from LA or some other place wherever these fucking evil people live uh, to attend an awards ceremony and was given exemption from the 72-hour quarantine period. And the first thing she did, she went out into a park. Yes, I know there's no transmission outside or there's very low or there's no evidence of it and all that sort of stuff. Understand that completely. But it just highlights the fact that if this is a freaking killer virus that the average pleb has to spend 72 hours or if you come from one of the areas where, you know, oh, my God, the moronic strain is, you have to spend two weeks in in hotel detention, in, in forced detention. If we're that scared of it, why is there any exemptions? Why aren't these these evil classes doing it. Uh, and it's just another example of the rules not applying to them and they're not scared of it because just have a look at it. And, you know, it, it's the thing. This this shit only stops when we say it does. And, you know, we do need to be turning around now and saying, nope, that's enough. Uh, we're not going to comply, uh, you know, and everything like that. So, you know, it's... Yeah, uh, it, it really frustrates me uh, that so many people are believing the bullshit narrative that is coming from the government. Uh, like, you know, my uh, the wonderful Peter Fitzsimons uh, was crapping on, on on Twitter again last night to his uh, to the faithful, and he had a crack at uh, John Riddick, I think it was. Was it John Riddick? Um, no, anyway, some other person. I can't remember who it was um, because they're – okay, it's someone with a, a Twitter account. Um, that's not their name. So anyway, that original one was um, cute, smug, so clever, blah, blah. Too bad you can never have any arguments or reasoning or data or anything substantial besides slurs, ad hominems, false analogies. So he's turned around and said, for the life of me, I can't follow. But let's look. You're an anonymous troll backed by nutters with gallows, Nazis, white supremacists, a ragtag bag of assorted nutters. I'm not anonymous. Backed by Nobel laureates, professors, medical establishment. Who is more likely correct? Well, really? You're a fucking idiot, Peter. Pure and simple as that. Um, you know, an anonymous troll, big freaking deal. Okay, you're a protected troll. There's a big fucking difference. Um, so, of course, me being me, said, come on, retweeted his tweet saying, bring it on. 
you know, I'm not hiding. I have my name on my Twitter account and I'm backed by actual data, not scaremongering guesses or corrupt big pharma, corporate media, etc. This virus has a 98% plus survival rate and doesn't justify draconian measures here in Oz, which it doesn't. Um, so, of course, sadly he hasn't responded. Um, you know, I don't expect him to because he's just, you know, freaking gutless. Um, they all are. Uh, and it's just, yeah. These people are just evil and the sooner that we understand that they are not our friend, they are not our ally or anything like that, the better we will be. Now, case in point, um, following on from George Christensen's appearance on InfoWars the other day, uh, I think it was yesterday, ScoMo did an appearance somewhere and was asked a question about it and this is what he had to say. Well, I thought those comments were appalling and I've spoken to George directly about them. I think they're absolutely appalling. George is not a candidate uh, for the LNP at the next election, and I think George um, should uh, quietly go into retirement. Now, this is the thing. Like, this person is a freaking coward. He's not, you know, he's, he's, do, he's doing someone else's bidding. Um, don't know what it is, don't know who's pulling his strings or anything like that, but... Throughout this, the whole Liberal Party, senators and um, federal members of houses of House of Reps have shown us how fucking gutless they are. So, if anyone is saying vote Liberal at the Commonwealth at the next federal election, you got, you got friggin' rocks in your head. They do not give a shit about us, and this is what we need to understand. We need to be aware of this. We need to. Um, stop pretending otherwise that they care about us or they've got our best interest in it, that they're this or they're that. They're not. They don't give a whoopty about us. And the only difference is between them and the Labor Party is the speed at what the bullshit is going to be implemented. The Labor Party will do it with handbrake off, coasting down the hill. Liberal Party will do it at the speed limit. So that's the only difference. And... You know, we've seen that down here in Victoria. Um, Matthew Guy has not shown any, any indication that he's going to be any different to Dan Andrews. He's only going to be Dan Andrews like, or as I originally said, it's the own brand version of the Labor Party and Dan Andrews. Um, you know, if he wanted to differentiate himself, he'd be out in the press every single day hammering everything that pops up. It doesn't matter how remote it is. I mean, shit. He can get a, a, a press conference every day from tweets by Adam Somurek. I mean, you know, that's what he should be doing, hammering him. You know, he's, he's cowardly backed down because a couple of idiots in the press and uh, and all that have said, oh, my God, someone's got the gallows. Oh, there's neo-Nazis in those protests so we can't go outside. Like, really? As I've said before, I don't give a flying fuck if you're a neo-Nazi. I'm not supporting it, but it's a thing. They've got the right to be heard. If we believe in freedom of speech and freedom of expression and everything like that, they're entitled to be heard. They're entitled to express themselves. Just because what they're doing is fucking disgusting doesn't mean to say that they can't do it. And it's, you know, people need to get their head out of their asses and realise that these evil class, they do not give a shit about us. All they want is power. They just want the power, pure and simple. Um, so, yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just 
oh man, I, I could rant about this for, for hours. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it, it's the thing. What, what do we do? I reckon that we just, uh, the voting population out there needs to uh, shun the political parties and just turn around and say, no, they're not going to vote for them. Uh, what is it? I think it's about $2.60 or something like that at the uh, federal level. And um, I think, what is it, $4 at the state level or something like that. Uh, so that's how much your primary vote is for these politicians. Uh, you know, we've got 12 months or just under 12 months uh, for that. Uh, let's see, is it funding? Is it funding there? Okay, here we go. Um, oh, there we go. Holy shit. 2021 to 22, public funding per first preference vote for a legislative assembly candidate, it's $6.33. For a legislative council candidate, it's $3.16. Now, that went up four cents from last year. Uh, So let's say by the time the next election comes around, uh, that one will be $3.24, let's say, you know, hypothetically. $3.20 $3.20 for the Legislative Council um, candidates and it went up, what's that, $0.08, cents, so let's say, you know, $6.40 something for a Legislative Assembly candidate. That's how much your vote is worth to these people and that's why they will spin the biggest load of bullshit that they can. Um, and it's just like, holy crap. Um Jeez. Uh, you have a look at, at the, the, the funding um that these people get and it is just oh phenomenal which is why you know they push so hard um okay administrative expenditure funding for registered political parties per year um dollars uh, for first member so let's say you know look at reason party Bang, or even Animal Justice Party, they're getting 210 grand a year from the government for doing nothing just because they're there. Um, and, you know, yes, um, independent candidates do get the same amount of money, but, um, you know, fuck. I, I really think that independents should get more. Can, um, political parties should be able to fund themselves um, because then they can go on membership drives and all that sort of stuff, so they should be able to fund themselves. The more money should go to independent candidates. Uh, because they don't have that access to funding. But anyway, um, that's getting on to a different rant. Uh, where are we today? Um, the 9th of December. So that means we've got seven days till the first pandemic declaration by Stairman Andrews. And, you know, we'll have to wait and see what he's going to do there, what's going to happen, um, how bad it's going to be. He's on holidays at the moment. I think he's going to come back to make the first announcement. I... Um, I don't think he's going to let um, Molino, but Molino's not acting Premier at the moment anyway, despite Andrews being on holidays. So, just yeah. Anyway, that, that's another thing. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, what else is there today? Oh, 
Um, I haven't forgotten about doing a discussion on the Sex Work Act uh, legislation. I'm just running out of time to sit down and and do it all because it is a fairly lengthy document with cross-referencing everything and, and all that sort of stuff. So I do have that coming. Triple uh, Zero um, is be, uh, starting to fall apart. Uh, I think that we've been lucky that there haven't been more deaths so far. Unfortunately, there was one who died in October, one person who died after waiting 25 minutes for an ambulance to arrive. Uh, I think it's only been through, um, dare I say, the grace of God that we haven't seen more. Um, these corrupt institutions, um, the government, don't give a shit about that. They only fund things when they have to. And, uh, you know, it's not uh, a priority for them to fund anything like that. Um, what else is there? Um, supposedly anti-vaxxers protesting a salvo shop. Um, I think they should because the Salvation Army is going against what they do. You know, it's, um, you know, as if... The placard says for the salvation of the people. Um, you know, all they've got to do is turn around and say, no, um, I won't. You know, these groups, if they turn around and said, no, they're not going to do it, they're not going to support or they're not going to follow uh, the bullshit that's going on, then, you know, the, the regime wouldn't implement these things. And, uh, you know, it's the thing is that, yep, you know, church and state, um, but supposedly, you know, it's it's there. Um, what else is there? Um, something from Herald Sun. Australia's expert immunisation says that they never recommended COVID vaccine mandates. Um, supposedly, uh, it, it's come out that it was never recommended. Um, ATAGI has not provided a recommendation for mandates at any time and ATAGI is the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation which they can't because the mandates go against their own uh, handbook about coercion and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we're, we're in for, for um, dark times, challenging times, and, you know, it, it's the thing is that I one thing that we do need to do is build a parallel economy. Um, this shit's not going to stop and we need to start getting out there and finding ways to oppose these laws and to build other things that aren't devout in their adherence. Which we are. Are we already in a fascistic regime? Uh, I'd be inclined to say yes, we are, because the uh, corporates control everything. Uh, you can't buy anything at anywhere that's not from Woolies or Coles. So you know um, the duopoly still has control of it and market share does not make things better for the consumer. Um, you know, obviously an economics discussion is probably that would be a, a whole complete um, podcast episode. But, you know, we, we need to, um, you know, generally build a parallel economy, create our own things and, you know, make it a quality one. Don't just turn around and say, hey, you know, I've got this, so, you know, it, it's an alternative to this, so it needs to be good. Um, but, you know, we, we do need to start looking at that because uh, this crap isn't going to end. Um, yeah, so um, 
what else is there? Uh, the um, Victorian Ombudsman brought out a report against uh, the uh, border permit scheme and said it was inhumane, among other things, which, you know, would have been interesting if that report had could have been released, uh, you know, two weeks ago instead of being released now. Uh, I think that that would have changed the whole narrative on the pandemic bill and was it a political decision to... Uh, release it later, who knows. Um, I think that they've, uh, the Ombudsman has uh, underestimated her inability to do things with regards to the new um, pandemic bill that came out. I think that the way the uh, swamp has created the legislation, it is to protect itself and to hold itself unaccountable Um and things like that. And oh, speaking of unaccountable, uh, we're still still haven't received the last report on the state of emergency uh, extension, and we're coming up to nearly what seven days away, so twenty one days um, since the last one was um, since the state of emergency was uh, declared, and it still hasn't been tabled in Parliament. And I mean, you know, Parliament's not going to sit until, what is it, January or February next year? Um, I think and by then, fuck, man, everything's going to be too late. Um, it's We're going to be well and truly screwed. There's going to be a big mad rush of documents. Um, let's see, table documents. Actually, no, it's Parliament. That's I want to see when they sit. Uh, their next sitting day is, yes, the 8th of February, uh, so, you know, fuck, are we going to wait that long for the um, document to be tabled? When was the last one tabled? Um, just bear with me here. I'm having a look on the Parliament website. Uh, uh, where are we? 20th State of Emergency was done on the 29th of October. So over a month ago. So that was done within eight days of the last one sitting, and yet, you know, the so, I mean, fuck, man. If anyone thinks that these this new bill is going to make this this regime more accountable, more reportable, and transparent, man, you've got another thing coming. Ah, uh, but anyway, uh, I think. That's about it. What else is there? Flicking through my tabs. Um, Kay Rudd's having a bit of a whinge and pushing something from the New Daily about George Christensen won't face any consequences for his InfoWars appearance. I, really, what are they going to do? He said he's leaving Parliament at the end of the term. Uh, so what are they going to do? Um, and, you know, here's the thing. During the show, Mr Christensen laughed when Mr Jones likened Australia's COVID quarantine facilities to Nazi Germany's Auschwitz concentration camps from World War II. Um, and then he, he said, the rest of the free world, please stand with us, please support us. And every time we see people out there protesting, whether it be in front of an embassy or elsewhere, protesting for our rights in Australia, it really does embolden the patriots, the people who are for freedom in our country to stand up, Mr Christensen added. Now, as I've discussed in yesterday's podcast, well, they are. They are a concentration camp because they're for civilians. And, you know, it, it's the thing. 
you know, all you just have to do is have a look at the razor wire everywhere that it's illegal for you to to leave. If you leave, you're you you know you're guilty of a criminal offence, which you can be incarcerated for longer. Um, so, you know, it's a thing. And oh, um, who was it? Alex, Alex Antic, um, whoever that senator is. Apologies if I mispronounced his name. He appeared on uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, what was that program called? Bannon's War Room, uh, and he goes on to talk about it. Now, obviously, that the left has jumped up and down to that because um, Steve Bannon um, was a Trump ally or confidant or something like that. He was pardoned by Trump uh, and all that. So they're going to jump up and down about that. But, you know, this is the thing, as I said before, is that if these federal politicians had of uh, pulled their head out of their backside and actually did something, to uh, you know, to to restrict the laws, or you know, restrict the. I'm not going to say laws because then it's a legislative in, um, instrument. Is law uh, um, the you know the dictatorial powers that these um, state premiers and even um, chief ministers are going through is just uh, you know they should have done something right at the start. Right at the start, they should have done something, and by them not doing anything, uh, just proves how complicit that they are, and how that these people do not have uh, their our best interests. All they're looking at doing is protecting themselves. So, but anyway, um, what else is there? I think that's about it for this one. Um, oh, heaps of things. I mean, who knows what's going to happen today in politics and uh, in everything. <laughs> Wu flu related, um, you know, a day's a long time. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so anyway, thanks for listening. Um, you'll find show notes for this of anything that I've mentioned on the fifth.estate forward slash episode 19. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, my name's Cameron Blewett and look forward to having you join me on the next one. Bye for now.